Happy Wednesday, Rhubarb Nation. Listen, it's your fearless host, your fearless leader here. And uh, we've got a very special, a very exclusive Rhubarb Nation here for you. I'm not going to be doing the podcast this time. No, I'm not. Instead, we have a Rhubarb Nation takeover. Uh, My friend slash former spiritual advisor, John D. Howard, has taken over the Rhubarb Nation podcast this one time in a very special, very exclusive Rhubarb Nation takeover. I have no idea what he said. I have no idea what he's done. Um, I don't know the subject matter, the content, the direction. I have no freaking idea. All I know is I asked him to uh, record a podcast. And um, he sent me 15 minutes worth of stuff. It could suck. It could be awesome. I have no idea. Um, my voice is, uh, is a little bit crap. I've, I've been a little under the weather and, uh, I'm here in Nashville where the Braves on TBS was blacked out last night because we're under attack from the left and the right, apparently, um, here in Nashville, home of Ben Shapiro and Johnny Cash. I was very upset to see that the Braves were uh, blacked out here where I thought we were insulated from such attacks, but we're not. We can never be. We can never be so sure, so safe. Um, you know, you think that, you think that you're, you're safe from such things and you get to your hotel room and you, you, you get back with a bag full of Helen's hot chicken that you got from uh, a little chicken shack down, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, from Helen's hot chicken next to Vandy, which is uh, a black-owned hot chicken place. Ironically, next to the whitest, most privileged college in the country. Well, second most whitest privileged college next to Duke, of course. And uh, you open it up and um, you get the, not the hottest, but the hot level. And you're, you're you know, you're, you're crying as you're eating it because it's just so hot and so delicious. And you, you turn it on TBS and lo and behold, it's blacked out. And you're pissed. And so there's nothing else to watch except for Fox News or HGTV. Um, anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, uh, anyways, John D. Howard has given us a podcast to listen to. Um, honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to listen to it, but I'm going to upload it for you and for your loved ones to listen to. Uh, I'm sure that it's going to be of some sort of substance and some sort of spiritual guidance as we try to get through this week of torment um, and try to, you know, find direction and meaning. Um, 
Anyways, it's been real. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Follow John D. Howard on the Twitters. He is on the Twitters. He's he's at, I, I think he's at John D. Howard. But you probably know him if you're on Twitter. He's a great guy. And he's getting married soon. And he thinks he is going to still be able to go to baseball weekend excursions after he gets married, which is hilarious because it's not true. Anyways, uh, love you all. Have a great rest of your week. And, um, yeah, here is John D. Howard's Rhubarb Nation Takeover. May we all, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's not bad. Here we go. Good evening, Rhubarb Nation. This is not actually Josh Rhubarb Brown, your normal host. Uh, this is John D. Howard coming to you in Rhubarb's absence. Uh, he is at a uh, trade show for a craft beer festival, wheeling and dealing. And uh, I thought y'all might appreciate a little bit of variety, something different. Not, not that we have anything against Rhubarb. I certainly would not want to uh, handle this show the way he does week in and week out. But I thought I might throw something a little bit different at y'all. It is... Uh, Tuesday evening, and after an off day yesterday, the Atlanta Braves have soundly defeated the uh, Boston Red Sox by a score of 9-3. to Charlie Morton uh, wheeling and dealing out there, Uncle Charlie. And uh, I actually got to uh, keep up with only the back half of the game. Uh, I play in a rec league softball, adult uh, men's softball league here in Smyrna. And so I spent most of my evening out on the uh, softball field. Um, time well spent, got out and moved a little bit, and uh, then listened to the rest of the game uh, through the calming tones of the one and only Ben Ingram and uh, Joe Simpson. So, uh, time well spent, but the Braves are hot right now. I mean, how can you not be excited about that? I was uh, looking earlier, and I tweeted this out uh, their run differential, they are third in the big leagues. Um, unfortunately, their run differential at home is negative four, uh, which is, is not all that exciting. Um, their record at home overall is not actually that great, um, but we have that uh, largely to thank for being swept by the Astros. We don't have to relive that, and uh, dropping three or four to the Padres. If you remove those, we're actually chipping away at it. So that uh, should come back around and be balanced out here in the near future, hopefully, especially after a, a good weekend series against the Orioles, taking two out of three, and uh, hopefully we get it done tomorrow and uh, sweep the two-game series against the Boston Red Sox. Um, Justin Turner is playing with the Boston Red Sox now, former Met, former Dodger, and uh, he came around and scored, I think it was two of the three runs for the Red Sox tonight. Uh, he, has, he has always been a little bit of a uh, thorn in the side of the Braves. So, Anyway, uh, also worth noting, and I would be doing a disservice in Rhubarb's absence to not mention this, but the Braves indeed were back on TBS tonight. Unless you're in the Bally Trade region, in which case they blacked out the game, which, again, just goes to underscore everything that is wrong with America. Um, as, as my friend Robert 
texted me um, his angst at not being able to watch the Braves on TBS despite the fact that nationally the Braves were supposed to be on TBS. And he said, this is Joe Biden's America. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure I can disagree. That said, um, I, I also am not an advocate at all for the federal government to get involved in regulating uh, blackouts on sports games. Um, federal government does too much already and does it poorly. So I think we can all be very content for them to just stay out of this mess. Really, what we're all kind of rooting for, if we're being honest, is probably for the collapse and downfall of Bally. And then I'm sure MLB will swoop in. They will uh, grab the rights for the Braves and, and any other teams that would uh, be fallout from Bally and figure out a way to stream those games through the MLB TV package, which I would gladly pay for. I believe right now it's $130 for the entire season, so a little over $10 a month. They probably would jump that package up a little bit, but even $200 a month, still significantly, significantly cheaper than uh, forking out $100 a month for direct TV stream to be able to watch Bally now. Um, it's absolute insanity. And uh, lest we get through an entire episode, we really do need the Braves back on TBS and the Fathers back in the homes. Of course, uh, there, there's all kinds of things that undergird those that and presumptions. Uh, TBS is not what it once was either. Um, dinner and a movie? I don't really see that on TBS anymore. Uh, Paul and Annabelle, you know, they introduced me to some classics. I remember watching The Jerk on Dinner and a Movie with Paul and Annabelle. Uh, so, man, those were some, some evenings well spent. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Braves. I, I tilt towards the radio anyway. Um, well, and marinating on what I thought I would reflect on, um, and, and we can segue and say, yeah, we do need fathers back in the homes to teach kids about things like tolerance and the meanings of words. Words have meaning, and they're important, right? Um, so I was thinking about this today, um, this idea that, uh, you know, tolerance. Everybody says, well, we should be tolerant. And that's true, um, to an extent, um, but but it's only usually, and and I'll say it usually on the left side of things when they say tolerance, they want to be tolerant of of the um, of the people that they want to be tolerant of, of the people that they like already. Which um, I know last time I was on with Rhubarb, I talked about David French and him having some redeeming. Uh, merits. Um, I referenced, uh, I think on that podcast, um, David French and Sarah Isger have a podcast called Advisory Opinions. If you're a nerd like me and appreciate listening to Supreme Court Opinions, I would commend it to you. Um, it's it's a part of The Dispatch, um, Jonah Goldberg and, and that organization. The Dispatch podcast is also interesting. Again, I don't agree with everything they say, but I find it to be good, intelligent, and typically sharp conversation. Um, and, and when I disagree with them, I uh, make note of that. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You, you take the good and, and analyze it and think about it critically. Um, I believe it's Aristotle that's attributed with the quote, it's the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. And so hopefully <coughs> we are a people who can uh, do that. Um, if you're listening to Rhubarb Nation, 
Think about what is presented to you, the ideas, and think critically about it on both sides of the aisle. Um, and, and run it through the ringer of logic and reasoning. So one of the things, though, that I recently heard David French and Sarah Esger talking about was this idea of tolerance. And actually, David French has a National Review article from the year 2018. Um, and, and the title of it is Let's Talk About Tolerance. Um, so if you want to look that up, and I may tweet out the link to it at some point. But among other things that, that French says in this piece is, uh, so he's talking about, um, there, there's a um, Scott Alexander, an old post that he read, um, a pseudonymous, pseudon, pseudonym, pseudon, pseudonym, it's a fake name, psychiatrist who writes at the blog Slate Star Codex. So, um, and the piece was called, I Can Tolerate Anything Except the Outgroup. Um, and that really blows up the entire notion of inclusion. So, um, as Alexander notes in this piece, this is French writing, I'm quoting, <clears throat> as Alexander notes, a person on the left will claim that they're tolerant because of their regard for gays, lesbians, bisexuals, asexuals, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, transgender people, and Jews. But, ask that same person a simple question, what's wrong with gay people? And the answer is immediate. What do you think I am? Some kind of homophobic bigot? Of course I have nothing against gay people. Then, guess what? You're not tolerating anything. You're mistaking tolerance for fellowship or tolerance for tribalism. The word tolerance, of course, implies that there is something to tolerate. So then he cites Alexander's definition of true tolerance. It's respect and kindness towards members of an out-group not respect and kindness toward members of what others would define as an out-group, but rather respect and kindness toward people that are out of your group. This concept reflects Christian values like grace and charity, which imply that there is something to forgive or something to overlook in your relationships with others. When there's nothing to forgive or nothing to overlook and no patience required, there's no tolerance, no grace, there's no charity. And so the idea being that if there's somebody that you find a tremendous amount of angst for you, you interact with them and you just grit your teeth. It is just excruciating to be around them, but you continue to be around them and to try and act towards them with grace. That is exercising tolerance. It is no exercise of tolerance for you to spend time with a group of people that you don't find aggravating, annoying, frustrating. Um, if you spend time with the people that you think are societally considered an outgroup, but you don't think of them as an outgroup, and you would embrace them as a part of your group, you're not actually tolerating them. You're just loving and being around the people that you love anyway. A true act of tolerance and an extension of grace and kindness really comes from extending that to the people that you instinctively really don't want to have that much to do with. And if you're able to tolerate those people, well, those are the people who probably offend you most. Those are the people that get on your nerves. And at the same time, um, we're called to extend grace and kindness to those people. Um, that said, um, it is not kindness nor grace to lie to people. Uh, the idea of the coexist bumper, bumper sticker is I'm sure you've seen around. Um, the idea of being so tolerant that you're never willing to confront people with hard truths. Um, there's a, a quote 
um, from a video interview with Penn Gillette, the magician from Penn and Teller, uh, the show out in Vegas. And um, basically, uh, Penn, this is the quote I'll read it. It says, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. That's share their faith, try and convert people. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life and you think that it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward and atheists who think people shouldn't proselytize and who say, just leave me along and keep your religion to yourself. How much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed beyond the shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that truck was bearing down on you, there is a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that. So that's the end of the quote. That's coming from an atheist. That's coming from somebody who actually doesn't believe it, but he's looking at it objectively, again, applying that critical thinking, even to this idea of proselytizing and saying, if you really believe it, if you are a Christian listening to the pod, this podcast right now, and you truly believe that Jesus, like he said, is I am the way, the truth, and the life that nobody comes to the Father but through me, then it is your responsibility to share that you know, disregard the socially awkward aspect of things, disregard the potential to offend. Now, that doesn't give you the right to just be a straight-up turd to somebody. Um, but uh, we are called to speak the truth in love, but don't back down from it. Um, if you truly love people and try to extend that love, then you are called to speak the truth to them. Um, so uh, just, a, you know, reflection there. Um, that's really what we're called to do and who we're called to be. Um, and by we, I, I'm unapologetically speaking as a Christian here. Um, and so if you're listening and that's not where you are, um, take that to heart that that hopefully what you're hearing from me is I care about you. Um, and, and I would love for you to come to know Jesus. Um, and it's not out of a place of ego um, or out of a place of, I've got it all figured out, I don't make any pretense at that, but I believe with all sincerity that Jesus was and is who he says, um, and, and that that changes things, that it's of the utmost importance that you believe that. And so my heart's desire is that that would be true for you. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm grateful for the chance to sit in in Rhubarb's absence. He said he was going to upload this um, without actually listening to it. I don't intend on this being a particularly long episode. Um, I could ramble on about any number of things, but I figured touching on baseball and then <clears throat> a little uh, theology, philosophy, deep, deep life um, around tolerance and proselytizing, sharing the gospel um, would be... Uh, worth delving into a little bit tonight. Um, so, all that said, uh, this weekend is Mother's Day. Um, make sure you go buy a card for your mother if you get the chance to, or at the very least, uh, shoot her a text, give her a call. Um, life is precious and it's finite, and we don't have people forever, um, and, and so make sure you don't miss an opportunity to do that. Uh, if you're somebody who uh, has already lost your mom, um, know that you are loved and uh, thinking about you this weekend. Um, 
I actually uh, booked a trip to go to Houston with my buddy Russ, and uh, we're going to go visit a friend out there, so I'll be out of town, but um, I have indeed already purchased a card for my mom, and we'll be dropping that in the mail for her to get, hopefully on Saturday leading up to Mother's Day. Um, yeah, well, lest I uh, ramble too much more, uh, I'll go ahead and wrap this up, but appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to listen. Hopefully uh, you've been encouraged and challenged a little bit through this uh and um don't take life too seriously but uh eternity matters a whole lot so love you guys have a great rest of your week